does happen in world i'm your host the wizard of Waz, benji wozniak and today's episode is going to be buddha jesus paul and that's not all so let's begin now jesus and buddha share very similar stories both were conceived in miraculous manner they had similar names of the mother maya for buddha mary for jesus both were childhood prodigies. Uh, both underwent a long period of fasting while traveling alone. Uh, they were both tempted and overcame the devil. Both began an itinerant uh, ministry around the age of 30. They had disciples who traveled with them. Uh, both performed miracles such as curing blindness and walking on water. Both renounced world riches and required their disciples to do the same. Both rebelled against the religious elite, Brahmins for Buddha and Pharisees of Jesus. Both dispatched their disciples shortly before their deaths to spread their message. Now, of course, there's a lot of differences between Buddha and Jesus, but in this episode of Was Happening, we're going to focus on the teachings that are exactly similar. Now, some scholars believe that the missing time period of Jesus' life in the Bible, him and his family actually went to Egypt. During his time in Egypt, it is believed that Jesus came across Buddhist teachers, and these teachers influenced him greatly. And by doing so, he implemented Buddhism and Judaism together and created his own form of religion. Here are some of the teachings and where you can find them so you can cross-reference it yourself. Buddha, the avaricious do not go to heaven. The foolish too not extol charity. The wise one, however, rejoicing in charity, becomes therefore happy in the beyond. Dhammapada 13.11 Jesus, if you wish to be perfect, go, sell your possessions, and give the money to the poor, and you'll have treasure in heaven. Matthew 19.21 As you can see, both teachings tell you material things mean nothing. And it's the kindness that we show others that's truly important in life. This teaching is emphasized a few times, for example, Buddha, consider others as yourself. Dhammapada 10.1 Jesus, do to others as you would have them do to you. Luke 6.13 Buddha, let us live most happily, possessing nothing. Let us feed on joy like radiant gods. Dhammapada 15.4 Jesus, Blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of God, Luke 6.20. It's truly a shame this isn't done today. Most people nowadays only care about themselves, and the needs of the many don't even concern them as long as they get theirs. This is actually so sad. Now, not resorting to violence because someone acted in violence towards you is another teaching they both preached. Buddha, if anyone should give you a blow with his hand, with a stick, or with a knife, you should abandon any desire and utter no evil words. Mahima Nakia 21.6 Jesus, if anyone strikes you on the cheek, offer the other also. Luke 6.29 The thing is, violence is never the answer. It's only silly better just to walk away. When I was younger, I would have never done that. But as I got older, I realized it's just not worth it, and you never know what can happen. It's truly a bigger person who avoids physical altercation and uses their head and just walks away and acts rationally. Honestly, people, that's the best way to go about it. Which Buddha and Jesus emphasize again in the following verses. Buddha, abandon the taking of a life. The ascetic Watama dwells refraining from taking life without stick or sword. Digga Nakia 118. Jesus, put your sword back into its place. For all those who take a sword will perish by the sword. Matthew 26.52. So both Jesus and Buddha were approached by evil in their lives and both took the higher path. Buddha, during the six years that the Bodhisattva practiced austerities, the demon followed behind him step by step, seeking an opportunity to harm him, but he found no opportunity whatsoever and went away. Lalatastra Sutra 18 Jesus, when the devil had finished every test, he departed from him until an opportune time. Luke 4.13 So peer pressure can be rough, and wanting to fit in with the crowd can be hard, but honestly, it's better just to remain as you are 
and dare to be different. Don't let other people take advantage of your individualism. Buddha and Jesus both looked at what was being taught as normal and decided that it could be made better. And they went against the grain. They decided to like be different and do what they felt was right and not what anybody else told them was right. They dared to be different. Their teachings got them many followers and they sent those followers out into the world to teach the same teachings they had preached to them. Buddha, teach the Dharma, which is lovely at the beginning, lovely in the middle, and lovely at the end. Explain with the spirit in the letter in the fashion of Brahma. In this way, you will be completely fulfilled and wholly pure. Vinya Mahoga 1.11.1 Jesus, go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. Matthew 28.19-20 Okay, so I just showed you some of the teachings of Buddha and Jesus that actually mimic each other. Now, surprisingly, the disciple Paul's teachings actually go against against what Jesus taught. And I'm going to show you this. We'll begin with the differences in ministries. Jesus preached the gospel of the kingdom. Paul preached the gospel of the grace of God. Jesus defined the kingdom of heaven as Israel's prophetic earthly kingdom. Paul defined the kingdom of heaven as the heavenly position of the body of the Christ. Jesus presented himself as the Messiah and King of the Jews. Paul presented Jesus as the risen Lord, head of the church, the body of Christ. Jesus preached repentance, water baptism, keeping the law, forgiving others, and faith in who he was as necessary for salvation. Paul preached faith alone in the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ as necessary for salvation. Jesus had Jews as his audience, except a few exceptions. Paul had Gentiles as his primary audience. Jesus operated under the law of Mosaic law. Paul operated under grace. Now, when it came to salvation, Jesus' view was based on universal compassion, love without regard, or faith or belief. Matthew 25, 31-46 When the Son of Man comes in his glory, and all the angels with him, then he will sit on his glorious throne. Before him will be gathered all the nations, and he will separate people one from another, as shepherds separate sheep from the goats. And he will place the sheep of his right and the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come you, you are blessed by my father. Inherit the kingdom prepared for you, for the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you drink? And when did we see you in a stranger and welcome you, or naked and clothe you? And when did we see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will answer them, Truly I say to you, as you did it to one of the least of these brothers, you did it to me. Then he will say to those on his left, Depart from me, you cursed into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger, and you did not welcome me. Naked, and you did not clothe me. Sick in prison, and you did not visit me. Then you, they all will answer, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry, or thirsty, or stranger, or naked, or sick in a prison, and did not minister to you? Then he will answer them, saying, Truly I say to you, as you did not do it to one of these least of these, you did not do it to me. And these will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. Now Luke 10, 25-37. On one occasion, an expert in the law stood up to Jesus. Teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? What is written in the law? He replied, how do you read it? He answered, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, with all your strength and with all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. 
You have answered correctly, Jesus replied. Do this and you will live. But he wanted to justify himself, so he asked Jesus, And who is my neighbor? In reply, Jesus said, A man who was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho, when he was attacked by robbers. They stripped him of his clothes, beat him, and went away, leaving him half dead. A priest happened to be going by the same road, and when he saw the man, he passed by on the other side. So too, a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, he passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, as he was traveled, came where the man was, and when he saw him, he took pity on him. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. Then he put the man on his donkey, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. The next day he took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper. Look after him, he said, and when I return, I will reimburse you for any extra expenses you may have. Which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of the robbers? The expert in the law replied, the one who had mercy on him. Jesus told him, go and do likewise. Now, Paul's was based on faith and belief without regard or good deeds. Romans three twenty-seven to 28. Where then is boasting? It is excluded because of the what law? The law that requires work? No, because of the law that requires faith. For we maintain that a person is justified by faith apart from the works of the law. Timothy 1.9 For the law was not intended for people who do what is right. It is for people who are lawless and rebellious, who are ungodly and sinful, who consider nothing sacred and defile what is holy, who kill their fathers, mothers, and commit other murders. Ephesians 2.8-9 For it is by grace you have been saved, through faith. And this is not from yourself, it is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. Galatians 2.16 Know that a person is not justified by the works of the law, but by the faith in Jesus Christ. So we too have put our faith in Christ Jesus, that we may be justified by faith in Christ and not by the works of the law. Because by the works of the law, no one will be justified. Titus 3.5 He saved us, not because of the righteous things we had done, but because of his mercy. He washed away our sins, giving us a new birth and a new life through the Holy Spirit. Okay, so now we're going to move on to slavery. Jesus stated that the servant shall be over the master. The least shall be the greatest in heaven. Matthew twenty twenty seven. And whoever wants to be first must be your slave. Matthew twenty three eleven. The greatest among you will be your servant. So clearly Jesus did not view slavery in a high regard. He felt that everybody should be on equal standings, which is, you know, really a great thing. Paul actually supported slavery and encouraged slaves to obey their masters. Ephesians 6, 5 through 9. Slaves, obey your earthly masters with respect and fear, with sincerity of heart, just as you would obey Christ. Obey them not only to win their favor when their eyes are on you, but as slaves of Christ, doing the will of God from your heart. Serve wholeheartedly as if you were serving the Lord, not people, because you know that the Lord will reward each one of you for whatever good you do, whether they are slaves or free men. Paul furthers this in Titus 2, 10 through 9. Teach slaves to be subject to their masters in everything, to try to please them, not to talk back to them, and not to steal from them, but to show that they can be fully trusted so that in every way they will make the teachings about God, our Savior, attractive. So for me, that shows two clearly different stances on the, the subject of slavery. Now, on the subject of women, Jesus believed that all women should be allowed in high levels of involvement. Jesus allowed high levels of involvement from women in his preachings, as stated in Luke 8, 2-3. And certain women, which had been healed of evil spirits and infirmities, Mary called Magdalene, out of whom went seven devils, and Jonah, the wife of Chuzaharad's steward, and Susanna, and many others, which ministered unto him and their substances. Now, Paul believed that women should submit to their husbands and be silent in church. 1 Timothy 2, 12. I do not permit a woman to teach 
or to exercise authority over a man. Rather, she is to remain quiet. I'm personally glad that never came to pass because there are some great uh, religious leaders out there that are women and uh, preachers, and they do a phenomenal job, and uh, I hope they keep it up. And uh, that passage should honestly be stricken out of the Bible because I think it's just terrible to say something like that. Now, I do understand that that was written at a, a different time period, but um, we, you know we're in the 21st century, and you know that should be gone. I mean, things have changed, and uh, the views of the world have changed. Okay, my last subject that Jesus and Paul's teachings differ is the law of Moses. Jesus believed that not one dot or iota changed until heaven and earth pass away. Matthew 5, 18-20 For verily I say unto you, till heaven and earth pass, one jot or one title shall in no wise pass from the law, till all be fulfilled. Whosoever therefore shall break one of these least commandments, and shall teach men so, he shall be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever shall do and teach them, the same shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I say unto you, that except your righteousness shall exceed the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, ye shall in no case enter into the kingdom of heaven. Now, Paul actually states that the Christians are not under the law of Moses. Romans 3, 19-21 Now we know that things soever the law saith, it saith to them who are under the law, that every mouth may be stopped, and all the world may become guilty before God. Therefore, by the deeds of the law, there shall no flesh be justified in his sight. For by the law is the knowledge of sin. But now the righteousness of God without the law is manifested, being witnessed by the law and the prophets. He furthers his stance on this in Romans 6.14. For sin shall not have dominion over you, for ye are not under the law, but under the grace. So as you can see, it's totally two different teachings. Uh, Paul is a disciple of Jesus. Why does he not follow Jesus' rules? Uh, I encourage all my listeners to use their own due diligence and broaden their religious growth. I'm now going to read something I wrote a while back called Sunshine Christians. Why is it that we are sitting in church pews? We do not truly know the people sitting around us. Are we not brothers and sisters in Christ? Often we are asked during a sermon to shake the hands of the people around us. A kind gesture. However, it's very unpersonal and does not bring us closer to knowing one another as we do a family member. The sermon will end. The church doors will open. We'll all go our separate ways without ever knowing the names of any of who shared the love of God with. We will say to ourselves how lovely the sermon was. However, we will not share it with those who did not attend the church or who walked by the church as it was in session with their heads hung low. How can we grow as Christians when we don't discuss what we've learned in the church? as any family would discuss the good news they just received. Merely attending church services does not make us part of a congregation. Jesus never wanted us to simply listen and leave after a sermon. He wanted us to reflect and share our opinions with each other on what we just heard. He wanted us to become a family, build close and personal relationships with our congregation brothers and sisters through the word of God. Doesn't Jesus say, Behold my mother and my brethren, for whoever shall do the will of my Father, which is in heaven, the same as my brother and sister and mother. We are to be united as a family in the eyes of God, to go forth from the church and share the beautiful words which we just heard with the ones who did not attend or who walked by with their heads hung low. We must show them that we are loved and how much we want them to come to the next service and become a member of God's family. The days of the Sunshine Christian need to come to an end. We must once again rejoice and be exceedingly glad for great is our reward in heaven. My brothers and sisters, we all come from the same Father who dearly loves us and wants us to truly unite. Now is the time for us to become one family under God, our Father. God bless you all. Your brother in Christ, Ben. Like I said, I wrote that a while ago, and I hope you all enjoyed it. Now I'm going to read some poems I wrote. Uh, first one's called Leper's Window. Homeless and all alone, listening to a preacher's sermon. As I sit beneath the leper's window, are all the people wearing their Sunday best? 
Does God love them more, and because I'm outside, love me less? Will I always be on the outside looking in? When will my suffering stop? When will my blessings begin? I love the Lord with all my heart. I read his word. My devotion to him did not just start. Am I truly storing blessings for a later day? Am I doing things right? Am I following the Lord's way? After the service is over and the people leave, do they cherish the knowledge? Do they truly believe? These answers I strongly desire, because I long to go to heaven and have no desire to visit the fire. I know being here is the right thing to do, for no matter where you sit, the Lord's love is inside you. My next poem is Mary Magdalene. I can't believe the things I've done, the sins. My body shakes as I sob. I couldn't speak if I tried. The tears from my eyes are soaking his feet. They are still dirty from his journeys. I will use my hair to dab away the dirt. Where I clean, I will kiss. I am not ready to look upon him. I only pray. He'll grant me forgiveness. This next poem is called The Lamp. Three of us condemned. I can hear their screams. The air is filled with hammer sounds. Hitting nails. Feel their pain. Everyone's. I'm being lifted up. Up. That is why I have come. So all of their sins will be forgiven. Washed cleaned by my blood. Into your hands I commit my spirit. So that they will be lifted up. Father. Okay, so I thank you all for listening. Uh, I encourage you to go to our YouTube channel, Was Happening, or our Facebook page, Was Happening. Tell all your friends. Again, I encourage you all to be different, uh, dare to be different. Uh, that's what makes you an individual. And don't let no one make you a robot and become what other people want you to become. Be you. That's the best you you can be. Tune in next week for another rousing edition of Was Happening. <laughs>